What's up, guys? And thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire, what is their involvement with the future of the Spider-Man franchise? There are some rumors that are being spread, as always, on the internet. We'll talk about the latest ones coming up. Also, two trailers from Marvel for uh, not only Black Widow, a movie that we're now going to be seeing in July. It's like a new trailer, a lot of footage we didn't necessarily see in the previous promotional footage. And we got a trailer for Loki, the Disney, that Disney Plus series. So um, we'll be uh, breaking down what we thought about those trailers. We've been asking for this for a long time. It took like a year, but Ray Fisher finally truly kind of laid out a lot of his grievances with DC and during that whole situation with the investigation, now that that investigation has been wrapped up. We talked about Ray Fisher a little bit a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm very curious to hear what I think. Well, you, I think you guys are curious what I have to say, but I'm very curious to hear what my guys got to say now with more context to even the latest stuff we've been hearing with Ray Fisher in regards to him, you know, possibly wanting to come back and things like that, and in uh, the kind of light that it, it kind of shed on what's going on over there at Warner Media. Um, speaking of Warner Media, two future projects that have previously been announced or also um, now dropped by the company so two dc projects that we were expecting not gonna happen we'll tell you about those so we got plenty of stuff to talk about the flash will be our episode recap this week so we'll be talking about the latest episodes there joining me are my co-hosts starting with uh, shamari stewart sham one of the things that also caught my eye this week was these uh these rumors that a deadpool radar series is apparently being uh being discussed and, and in development over at hulu now, this series would be helmed by or starred uh, by Ryan Reynolds, who, of course, plays Deadpool in the live action. I feel like we've heard these kind of projects in the past. Like, I remember the Harley Quinn show that is now the Harley Quinn show that everybody knows and loves. Uh, was it originally supposed to have uh, um, Margot Robbie in it? And, of course, you know, different iterations change. And then, of course, we have the one we have now with Kaylee uh Haley Quoquo, which is great by the way. But um but what do you think of this and what do you think is the uh the likelihood that we'll see a project like this starring Ryan Reynolds, who we know of course has a very busy schedule? Um uh well I mean I think it's a I think it's a pretty decent idea. I mean we know Deadpool um it, it's interesting that they would want to put it on Hulu as opposed to Disney Plus. I mean we know they're working on a Deadpool movie um, which we know, or at least, you know, based on everything, everything we hear, and at this point in time, we know it's going to be rated R. Um, so, you know, we know how Marvel feels about rated R, and Disney's particular feels about rated R, you know, TVMA mature content on Disney+. Plus. But, I mean, if, Des- De- if De- the Deadpool live-action movie is coming out, it's going on Disney+, Plus. I would assume. I, w- I wouldn't think that they would keep that off of Disney+. Plus. Um, I mean, no, I, it I might would not. Think so. It might not. That's, that, oh, that's interesting. I mean, I, mean, I would no, think so. There's nothing rated R on Disney. Is, I mean, now. I'm assuming it's MCU, right? Isn't it going to be know. MCU? And at the end of the day, Hulu and uh, they're all go. It's all Disney. It's all Disney. It's all Disney. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I mean, I would say that it makes sense that the, the animated show would go on Hulu because right. that's I, I would assume probably uh, you know easier to make, faster to make. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if they want to pump that out pretty quickly, 
maybe take a hiatus if Ryan has other things that he wants to work on or things he needs to do and come back whenever he's able to, whatever. I would, I would think that, that that would be something they could do. I think it's a good idea. Um, you know, I think it's something that can be done. It's something I think people have been asking for for a while, especially considering, considering Deadpool has been in various other animated projects before and it's been really successful. So I think it's a good idea. And, of course, Kendall, you heard earlier, also on this podcast. Now, there was a Deadpool series that was supposed to be developed by Donald Glover that ended by um, that was supposed to be with FX that got canned. And there was a lot of controversy, a lot of, um, uh, what's the word, uh, bad blood, I think, between Donald and Marvel Television over what happened there. You know, uh, you saw you know Donald put out Donald put out that like script after they announced that you know Donald Culver's schedule was too um, too busy and that's why they couldn't get it done. And he seemed to suggest that that absolutely was not the case. So here, kind of, this is kind of in some ways a revival, but obviously this is a different project. You're dealing with FS before and Fox and Marvel Television. Now you're dealing with Disney, Hulu, and Marvel Studios. I would assume is gonna have some say because Marvel Studios I was all saying everything they do because Kevin Feige now oversees all Marvel production. Yeah. So things have changed a great deal. Yeah, anything with the scope that is going to... Obviously, Kevin Feige doesn't have his hands uh, in everything, but because he can't, you know, he's only one person. Yeah, but, you know, with anything that is the scope of Ryan Reynolds being involved and Deadpool and animated series on Hulu, I would imagine that he would have... Uh, that would have to go through Feige on some level. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a much different situation. Um, yeah, I definitely have questions. Like Shamari mentioned, one of the big ones, obviously no Disney Plus involved with this property. Um, obviously, again, no rated R content on Disney Plus. What does that mean for the Deadpool movie franchise? You know, Bob Iger, when they acquired Fox, seemed very excited about acquiring the Deadpool IP, the Deadpool... Um, you know, the, the inheriting that that uh, that movie franchise. So, um, you know, I'd imagine if you're keeping Ryan Reynolds for for this animated project, I'd imagine we're definitely going to be getting. We already know there's one in development. Um, will we be getting multiple, or will this be sort of will it be a one-off or one more movie type of deal, and then we get just an animated series? I mean, Ryan Reynolds has experience, um, obviously, with Detective Pikachu voicing an animated character. Um, doing a good job in that one. So, uh, and obviously he he had this point experience being Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it's the perfect, perfect, perfect casting I think for an animated the Deadpool. But, um, but yeah, no. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this will be interesting. And then the other question I have real quick is just: is it uh, is it going to be canon? You know, is it going to be mm. something in the MCU? Is it going to be something in the universe that was set by the Deadpool movies and the Fox X Men movies? It's going to be something completely original that just brings Ryan Reynolds back. All of these are questions, but um, like Marvel Robbery was supposed to be Harley Quinn. Like that, that's clearly not supposed to be Harley Quinn from uh, the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of things more will be answered if this is true and if it uh, comes into fruition. Yeah, I also thought about, you know, what's the chances of this potentially being canon for whatever Marvel Studios is producing in live action, considering, you know, we assume that Ryan Reynolds will be the live-action Deadpool when we see him on the big screen with a, a Disney Plus project, a Disney project, a, a Disney-owned uh, project. Um, the other thing, I guess, for me, you know, like I said, I, I have some 
excuse me, some concerns about if they, we actually this will actually be able to get off the ground. Because, again, I feel like whenever we attach these, like, mega stars who play the character in, you know, live action, they oh, we're going to get them to do the animated thing. And it always sounds good on paper, and it always seems like the best intentions are, are laid out for that to come to fruition. And then they just never do. There's always something that happens, something gets changed, and then the project gets changed or the project becomes uh, something totally different. I wonder, you know, and this, to be fair, this is not something Marvel's announced. It's not like this is, you know, this is a rumor on the uh, the Bubble Blabber uh, website, which is, you know, respected when it comes to animation. But um, but nonetheless, like, it's not like they've announced anything. But I guess I, I still have some skepticism of this actually coming to fruition because I just feel like these kind of things I've seen get talked about and then never happen. I, I would love to see it. You know, Ryan Reynolds is an excellent Deadpool. I'm, you know, he's great in live action. I know he'll be great voice acting and when it comes to the whole canon thing what what makes deadpool interesting and we say it all the time is you know canon like it, it, he breaks the fourth wall so like when we say it's canon or is it not canon it's like i don't know if it really matters with him like yeah he can make he can make, he can make anything canon because he knows he's part of a a made-up world <laughs> yeah so I guarantee you that even if this quote unquote wasn't canon, that he'd one hundred percent be referencing things that are happening in the MCU or things that he did in the Fox universe. Like that's just that's Deadpool. That's what he does. So like that's like an interesting conversation, but I almost feel like in some ways it's almost mute because it's like even if it's quote unquote not canon, it will be canon because there's no way you're gonna do a, a series with Ryan Reynolds voicing it and you're not gonna have no reference to anything he's doing in the live action. Like there's no chance that's gonna happen. Because that's just not the Deadpool character. You wouldn't be doing it like this if if uh, if that was the case. You would just get someone else. So I think that there will be some canon play. The question is, is this you know a story that's going on within the Marvel universe? Like it's like a gray area with him. Like I think it's, it's it all depends. My 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 gut tells me it won't be super canon for lack of a better term, only because I I, I would think that I think to me animation is always like your avenue to kind of play in a much larger playground of Marvel worlds and characters and things like that. And that's what's for any story or any movie, um, for any franchise. You can just do a lot more in animation because you can just you can draw whatever you want. You can create whatever you want on paper so or on a computer. Whether, when it becomes the practical thing of actually doing it in live action, that's where challenges come in. And you, you know, you can't have... You, know, you could do, like, for example, like, you could do... A secret invasion level uh, story in an animated movie or an animated TV show or actually an animated yeah anime TV show you can't do that in a live action TV show which is what Kevin Feige and Marvel keeps telling us every time we keep asking about how big a scale something like Secret Invasion can be. So when it comes to like a Deadpool, I feel like this is actually your avenue to do like way more. So I don't know if they'll necessarily keep it super canon in the sense that oh characters we haven't introduced we're not going to bring in. Yeah, because they haven't been introduced in MC. I think they're gonna just kind of go crazy with everything, and that's how they should do it. I think, but um, but I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm definitely skeptical of whether or not this will happen. But if it does happen, I will be super thrilled because again, I think that uh, Deadpool is kind of made for animation in many ways. I feel like his is as Shamari mentioned his interact his uh his introductions to animated television every single time. Has been received very well, 
so uh, this just seems like just uh, kind of it's an inevitable thing to happen. So I'm hoping that it does. But let's uh, get to the to the rest of the show and let's start with our top story. And it's a, it's a pretty mega rumor that I saw flying around the internet the last few days. And to be honest, I'm still kind of processing what this could mean. But there are, are, are rumors that are out there, particularly uh, uh, coming from uh, the website the Giant Freaking Robot, who I guess you would say they've had a mixed bag when it comes to scoops, but they have had their fair share. They are reporting that Sony is expressing interest in bringing back both Sam Raimi as a director and Tony McGuire as an actor to uh, to be featured in Spider-Man 4. Now, I feel like as many questions as we have about Spider-Man 3 that are completely unanswered, I feel like we've also had a lot of questions and discussion about Spider-Man 4. We talked about it on the podcast uh, a couple months ago where there was a rumor of, are they potentially shooting Spider-Man 4 already back-to-back and we don't know it? Like there's, there's a lot of rumors going on about Spider-Man 4, a lot of interest about what they're going to go from here. Particularly when we have someone like Tom Holland saying that, you know, this is the last movie I'm signed up for and now I'm going to go and see the world and do a bunch of other stuff, which seems to be, you know, weird considering, you know, that Spider-Man movie is going to be coming down the pipe, uh, you know, shortly after this one that's coming up just now. And then, by the way, um, uh, Sony just signed a deal with... Uh, um, the uh, uh, Netflix to to yeah. ensure that their that that their MCU Spider-Man movies will be played on Netflix. So that's actually a little bit of an interesting wrinkle here, because um, we've been wondering will we ever kill this movie on Disney Plus? I mean, right now it don't sound like that's ever going to happen, at least not anytime soon. So uh, so you combine that with this news that maybe McGuire and Raimi somehow are going to be uh, deeply involved with. Spider-Man 4 creates even more questions than answers we have about where the Spider-Man universe is going. But go to Kendall first. When you heard this news, what did you think? Um, well, so I feel like this is where the momentum is starting to go. This is where the momentum is starting is starting to take us. Um, you know, we had it really. It started with the it started with Sam Raimi coming back to do Doctor Strange. Um, when that happened, it was—I mean, it, we were we were all stunned. I think you know. I don't think anyway—that's <laughs> a name, you know. It's an Obi Wan meme. That—that's a name I had not heard in a long time. Uh, Sam Raimi, and he came out of came out of you know pseudo retirement from this from this game, the the blockbuster game, to yeah. do this movie. Um, it, it it seemed odd. It seemed like really wow, Doctor Strange. You know why Doctor Strange, um, to 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 be the one to 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 bring you out of retirement. And then you started hearing the stuff about Doctor Strange. It's gonna tie into the Spider Man movie. Then you started hearing it's a multiverse movie, which we 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 already do prior. But um, then you start hearing the Spider Man movie, maybe a, a a movie with three Spider Man, including Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. And if those movies connect, will Tobey Maguire Spider-Man be in Doctor Strange? We still don't know. That answer is still very much up in the air. It seems unlikely, but... But we know we one of know. his villains will definitely be in the movie. Yes. Or at least someone who played a villain in his movie will be in the movie. Yeah, there you go. And they're supposed to be playing uh, Otto Octavius, who, was, who yeah, they exactly. were in 
the Sam Raimi to me Martin movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what is what is gonna be Sam Raimi, Raimi's involvement in Spider Man? Uh, no way from No Way Home because we know Doctor Strange and the Sanctum is gonna play a role in Spider Man No Way Home, and we and now we know he said Otto Octavius is gonna play a role in that movie. Sam Raimi was the guy he didn't invent Doctor he didn't invent uh, Doctor Octopus, but he was the one that you know crafted Alfred Molina's Otto uh, Octavius. So. Yeah. If there's anybody you want to pick their brains and maybe have as a part of the production crew um, on some level as a consultant, it'd be Sam Raimi. So all these things start to all these webs for uh, no pun intended <laughs> are starting to align to. And I mean, we talked about it. I had the theory, you know, what if in this movie something happens where we get introduced to a Miles Morales who is from the Sam Raimi verse? as opposed to the Hollandverse in the MCU. And if that's the case, then, you know, I mean, my theory was maybe, you know, Tobey Maguire would die in the movie, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker would die in the movie, and then Miles Morales would, would succeed him on some level, but maybe that doesn't happen, I don't know. But, or maybe that doesn't happen at all, but maybe we, that something that happens in this movie leads us into a finale uh, of... Finale for that uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So um, there are there's a lot of smoke, you know, not a whole lot of smoke. It's not like you know it's it's you're waiting, you're just waiting for the fire to hit. But there is a little bit of smoke to suggest that this is an impossible I, giant freaking robot. We've talked about their some of their scoops. None of them have really like come to fruition yet. They're very they've been very uh, <laughs> you know they're throwing stuff that's way down the line. You know, they're telling us stuff that, that could or may not may, may or may not happen in movies that we haven't seen yet. So we can't really confirm whether or not they know what they're talking about. But they've thrown out a lot of big a lot of big scoops, stuff that you're not sure about. So uh, we can't really confirm whether or not this is going to be legit. But even the concept is interesting. Interesting and not a lot not great. with the way with the way yeah, with the way the TDs have been getting drop sham. They don't feel completely implausible. Do you agree? Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's implausible. I don't think it's implausible. Um, uh, I mean, I know we were, weren't we like, I know, you, I, I feel like one of you guys or both of you guys even, um, you briefly brought this up. I mean, weren't we just talking about it wasn't the internet was, was just going crazy over that picture where it was like people thought it was an advertisement for Spider-Man four. And, uh, and you know, you, was wasn't that, wasn't that for like a day? Well, he said four, and it had the Spider Man or or something there. Oh yeah, but that was like that ended up being um something for a comic book. Oh, that's for a comic. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was JJ Abrams Spider Man comic book. Oh, that was Abrams. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, well, I feel like we were just like going crazy. I feel like everyone was going crazy about that. That Spider Man was coming back and so and so this 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 story just kind of brings you right back there. But it, it's it's I mean it it's not so crazy. I mean we know Raimi is going to be involved in the MCU. We believe Tobey Maguire is going to be involved in the MCU. I consider it confirmed. I think Jamie Foxx confirmed it inadvertently. You know, I'm going to hold to that. <laughs> he confirmed it. He, he said it. He tried to delete it, but he said it. <laughs> you know, so we know. Yeah, the the picture, be... he, I don't know where he found that out, or, but it wasn't from, it had to have been from Marvel. Like, it could, like nobody's had that artwork of, you know, a blue electro 
you know, or Electro, you know, fighting three Spider-Men just yeah. laying around somewhere. Like that's just like, I know, Boss yeah. Logic is great, but I don't I don't think he has that on the hard drive anywhere. <laughs> just <laughs> randomly. Nope. Yeah, so he I mean he leaked it. You know, it's out there, it's on the internet, people know about it now. <laughs> you know, people aren't gonna forget about it. So I feel like we know at this point. We're getting three Spider Men um in the next uh, Spider Man movie. So in the fourth one, it would make sense if that if Raimi were involved, at least on some level, even if he's not directing necessarily, that he's at least heavily involved in either the writing or the production of the movie, and that McGuire is involved as well. Um, I mean, it, it also raises questions with regards to uh, with regards to just how deep we're going with this Spider Verse. I mean, they 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 gone full fully into the Spider Verse concept in animated form. Uh, with Miles Morales, but in the movie form, I mean, they kind of dip they dip their toe in it in Far From Home, with introducing the multiverse and all that. Yep. But I mean, it seems like now we're just I mean we're having McGuire and Raimi come back and Doctor Strange and we're getting Electro and Alfred Molina and I mean it seems like it's just everything is just going to go crazy uh, with the Spider Man. That seems to be the flavor of the month right now is, is introducing the Spider-Verse and having the worlds collide. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's reasonable. I think it's plausible. I don't know that it's true. Giant freaking robots, very hit or miss, very looking way down the future. I don't think Spider-Man 4 is coming for quite a while, but um, it's definitely possible. I feel like Shamari makes an interesting point, Kendall. Like, at what point are we all kind of just being foolish by, like, being, oh, but they're not actually going to do the three Spider-Men in the next movie. I mean, as Shamari said, Jimmy Fox put up a picture of the three Spider-Men fighting. Him. No one was asking. No one was asking <laughs> with three Spider-Men. No one was talking about it. He just put it out there. It was like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. I mean, I know we always try to be very careful. The internet plays tricks on us. But, like, the actor in the movie is confirming he's in the movie. Shares artwork of him facing off against the three Spider-Men, and we're still having this conversation of, oh, but Andrew Garfield can't actually be in the movie. There's no way Tobey Maguire's in the movie. Like, this is all... Like, I don't know. Like, could it be just a... He found some, some like, beneath-the-earth artwork and shared the wrong thing that some guy who nobody's ever heard of, some some uh, fan fiction kind of art, and somehow he put it on his, I mean, his Instagram, and I... That just seems very hard to believe. You know, like, at a certain point, I do kind of wonder, just like, why are we even couching this thing of whether or not Maguire and Garfield are in this next film? I think, like, we've just kind of moved past that. Technically, Jamie Foxx said they were. <laughs> like, he, he already put that out there. I think that's all. I think that's interesting in this whole thing. But, I mean, I, like, so here's the thing. I feel like, to me, do I believe it? It wouldn't shock me that they would want to go this route because, one, I think that, you know, and, and, and with, with all things with the Internet, with this with this medium that we cover, you know, a lot of it's always, you know, uh, what's the word? Like convenient circumstances that could lead people to, like, post things that aren't true, that they don't have confirmed. But to me, like, we're do like the whole thing about the Raimi-verse was that we never got the Spider-Man 4. It's not that people necessarily were clamoring for it, because I think there was fatigue after the third one, which was miserable. But, you know, Raimi had a plan for a fourth movie. Like, that was 100% supposed to happen, and then it just didn't. 
I feel like it would kind of make sense to say, okay, we're going to do a fourth movie, but, like, this is going to be Spider-Man 4. And, yeah, it's kind of a fourth movie from the MCU, but it's also, like, the fourth movie from the Raimi-verse. Like, that would... That makes sense. Like, they wanted to do it like that. Like, that makes total sense. That brings in the Raimi people that are really excited for Spider-Man 4. They never got it. That, of course, continues the, the you know, Homecoming series that they've been doing with Tom Holland. They could move it forward. Um, so it all, again, to me, seems conceivable. But it just got to wait for it to happen, you know? <laughs> like, I got I to gotta see it to believe it because it's such... If you're... It's such an extreme rumor. And to me, if you're going to do... A Spider-Man, like to me, you're doing a Spider-Man three that's going to include all these guys. Like to me, what would be the purpose of doing a Spider-Man four with also Tobey Maguire? Like uh, to me, I assumed that you were wrapping up. Excuse me, uh, you were wrapping up Toby's arc in Spider-Man three. You were going to wrap up Garfield's arc in Spider-Man three. If you're going to do a Spider-Man four, that is going to continue Tobey Maguire's arc. Okay, I got to know like what is that story about? How does that work? Uh, you mentioned Miles Morales, like that could make sense. Um, I've even thought about the okay if Garfield dies, how about maybe the, the the Miles and Garfield's world ends up being the the Miles Morales that we know in the MCU, and perhaps maybe it's about you know Toby being around to train that that kid. Like who knows? But I I do have questions about um like like why why continue the Toby Maguire story because there really isn't anything to be told. Other than what we are, we're supposed to get in Spider-Man 3, which is we're supposed to, like, have him be introduced to this other young Spider-Man. Like, like that's something that people wanted to see. They wanted to see Tommy across from uh, Garfield and across from Holland. So if we get that, then it's like, well, what else do we need to know? So that's, I guess, where I, I, I hold and I say, okay, if you don't got a good story for that, I can't just go with you and say, yeah, I believe it totally 100%. Like, I didn't know what that is before I can just sign on board and say, I definitely think this is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, is there, I feel like, it sounds like, first of all, it sounds like something Raimi wants to do. He said in an interview with Yahoo in 2019 uh, about, he's asked about Spider-Man 4, he's like, I think about it all the time. It's hard not to because each summer another Spider-Man film comes out. So when you have an unborn one, you can't help but think what might have been. But I try to focus on what will be, and not look into the past. Um, and then a storyboard artist from those. Uh, I love that for Ray- him, by the way. Yeah, I, I like I love honest because you know how many times you get these like PR answers that just you know aren't true. This guy <laughs> had a chance to do what only you know the Christopher Reeve Superman man was able to do. And it was cut short. And you, th- you think that he's never thought about it? <laughs> he, he doesn't continue to think about the, the how that would have changed his career, the money he would have made, the history he would have made? And, yeah. like, you know what I mean? People would be like, oh, no, I don't think about that. Like, I moved on. Come on now. Like, I'm, I'm glad, by the way, that he said, oh, yeah, no, I think about it every day. He should. He could have been a yeah. fourth Spider-Man movie. And, and he was ready to do it. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought that would be said. Yeah, his, uh, his longtime storyboard artist said, it would have been an, it would have, it would have been one absolutely kick ass movie. We were working on some crazy cool stuff every because everyone felt that Spidey three was a bit of a missed opportunity, and we really wanted to help Sam take Spider Man four to the, to another level so he could end the series on a high note. Um, 
I mean, it sounds like, you know, they had planned for a fourth one that was they think was supposed to be was going to be really good. I feel like this would almost be the Spider-Man version of the Snyder Cut. If they ever, I was just about to say, guys, I was going to ask you guys, how much of this interest do you guys think has to do with what we saw was the fan engagement and intrigue and push for Zack Snyder's Justice League? I think it 100 percent plays a factor in all this. I think it played a factor in Sam Raimi getting Doctor Strange. I think, like, I think that 100%, because he, I would agree, I think he is a Zack Snyder figure for Marvel movies. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't think that this had, you know, a very major, or that this Snyder cut necessarily had a very major, I mean, I, I mean, it's possible that, I mean, maybe an indirectly, in making them think about all oh, nostalgia, kind of other movies, I guess, uh, maybe other right. movies or franchises that didn't get to 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 be completed. Um, if you're Sony and you're thinking, you know, if Marvel or Sony are thinking to themselves, how can we replicate what Warner Brothers just did? This is the this is really the only thing you can do. It with. I mean, unless they they like very recently did this, because I feel like up until fairly recently. The Snyder, the Snyder cut movement, so to speak, hasn't been completely viewed as favorable <laughs> right, right. by the general masses. Right. That's why I would so. say that I think that if anything comes about from this, and they do decide, like we get an announcement, oh yeah, now we're making Sam Raimi's, you know, Spider-Man four that concept art concept art is out on, and blah blah blah. That would feel kind of Snyder cut esque, right. and that could be a reaction yeah, from what came out. Um, I don't know if anything prior to that would have been an effect, but right. but I but I agree that I think that you know the 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 Raimi Spider-Man movies would be the yeah. closest thing if if you're talking about finding what's going to be the next quote unquote Snyder cut. Yeah, yeah, I feel and, like that's what, this would be it. This would be that. And I haven't been clamoring for more Raimi Spider-Man movies recently. Yeah, especially I, mean, I wasn't clamoring for I wasn't clamoring for more Snyder movies either. Right, I, I, I'm just saying like I think Let it go that. Yeah, I think in many ways both of them are like they're they're kind of cult followings. Like I've I've one hundred percent even I've 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 one hundred percent have seen the Spider Man for Raimi love well before mm-hmm. anything about a multiverse being introduced in the third movie for this MCU oh, yeah. movie. Like that's been on the internet since it didn't happen. It's yeah. not like it's every corner. It's not like it's very profound, but it's out there. And yeah, there's enough. definitely a Spider-Man Civil War of fans that want, some that love the Garfield and hate the other two, some that love the Maguire and hate the other two. And then you have your people that like the MCU, <laughs> right? You know, right. I don't and engage because I, I'm fine with I guess all three to an, to a level, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I say that to me, he's like the Snyder character. They're not the same. I mean, that's not a thing. Nothing is one for one like Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder's ordeal was unprecedented, but. To me, if you're thinking, if I'm Sony and I'm thinking of how I can engage our fans and I'm talking to Marvel about why we want to do this, I feel, you know, like, if anybody knows that that universe exists, it's them. <laughs> Even if you yeah. don't know Sham or I don't know or Kendall doesn't know as deep about it as maybe we should, they, they're going to know. That's their character. At least they should know. So they know the interest and the intrigue and, the, and, the, and, and, and what it will mean. For Raimi to do a Spider-Man movie with Toby Maguire. They would know that better than anybody. So if I see them doing a move like this, 
I point to that because I'm like, what's another fan campaign and a move that was purely generated because a certain corner of fans they knew wanted to see this? That the only the only thing that's even close to that is the Zack Snyder situation. So that was the only reason why I made that mm-hmm. parallel. You know, it's um, it's just a wait and see deal, man. It's just like every Spider Man story we do. It's just like you know. If it happens, it will be amazing and incredible, and we'll see how it goes. But it's another kind of wild rumor that we'll just have to kind of wait and see. We got to get a trailer at some point, man. I'm starting to get kind of like, like, I don't know. I just feel like at a certain point, it's almost like disingenuous to continue to just let these rumors fly around crazy. We don't even see any footage from Spider-Man. Uh, we, yeah. know, we know they wrapped footage recently. They wrapped up production. So they're in the post-production deal. Like, we saw a Batman trailer. And we didn't see the Spider-Man trailer yet. But that's that's crazy to me. I, I know, I, I do know trailer. Batman. Batman shot earlier than Spider-Man. So fair is fair. But it's coming out way later than Spider-Man. We need Venom. We need Shang-Chi. Um, <coughs> to me, I think, I mean, the Spider-Man trailer, I, I, like, I feel like that's when we're going to get the confirmation. That's why I think they're being very careful. About when they release any of that stuff, I think there's a very specific time and place. I don't know what it is. It could be random, yeah. but they I, whatever their marketing campaign is, I think it's very much set. So as long as, got, I, as long I, I, the release date wasn't moving, which it doesn't seem like it's moving now, I think they have a very set thing, and I think it's gonna reveal that we're getting all three. Because so that's big. That's for that's gonna change the amount of money you make <laughs> for the movie if you put that in there. So kind of have to. So I ask you guys this last question on this. What do you think would be the bigger break the internet moment for a superhero movie? Spider-Man showing up at the end of Captain America Civil War or Maguire and, and Garfield showing up in the trailer for Spider-Man 3? Uh, oh, easily the Maguire. Uh, yeah, I wow, Maguire. easily. Easily. Well, only because it hasn't been confirmed yet. If even though we, even though it's the same kind of, we assume that they're going to be in there. They haven't yeah. said we're bringing back Maguire, we're bringing back Garfield, and and Spider Man coming into the MCU. While that was major, I mean, that is just a matter of okay, these companies got to figure something out, yeah. which we we which, we which we know they can do. Yeah. We knew they can do that, and it happened already, and it happened, and we knew right, it, right, we knew that we knew agreement made a million percent sense, yeah. and we knew they'd make a ton of money. It didn't make any sense for anyone to say no to that. They're gonna make a ton of money. We were hoping, and and we knew he's gonna be in the movie. We were like, just hopefully they show him in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. And we well, we didn't, well, well, we didn't know. He, to be fair, we didn't know he was gonna be in the movie. We knew they were casting. We knew there was, you know, there at that was, point they had found they had cast. But we knew that they wanted him to do it. But we didn't. We didn't know for sure he was gonna be in the movie. There was a lot of hope. Which I think is similar to how I feel about this one. I don't. I can't say for sure. We didn't know what he would look like. We didn't know what he would look like. There was a lot of things. But he was. He was not. But Kendall, he was not confirmed to be in that movie. That 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 is true. Like that's that. We didn't know that before we saw that trailer. We knew that they had Spider Man in tow because they cut the deal. I think we knew that the right. But we knew. But we didn't know he was going to be in in Civil War. Is what I'm saying. We knew he was cast. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I gotta go back. And, and I'm telling you, go back yeah, and check. Like I'm telling you, they all assumed he would be, but we didn't know for sure. There was hope. Yeah, it was, it was like I mean, we didn't know he would be 
Spider-Man, but then at that point, it's like, I mean, if Peter Parker's in it, then you would assume he's going to be he was not, he, There was not an official casting before that trailer. And I'm sure I could look it up in two minutes. It was not like, I mean, there was a casting of Holland, but we did not know he was going to be in Spider-Man. Because I remember we kept hearing, the Rooster Brothers kept getting asked about it. And they were being very coy. They kept saying we, we want it to happen, but we don't know. Like, they would never confirm it. Because it was very it was very tight, as we now know the whole story, how it went down. So that's why that trailer was so nuts. Because everybody was like, this is a sec- it was the second trailer. After we already seen the first trailer, they had no Spider-Man. So it was okay. Like, gonna is gonna, if it's not going to be in this one, it's not gonna, he's not going to be in it, you would think. Right. At least not, definitely not as Spider-Man. So when he came out and he's holding the shield, I, I say, I think the most iconic moment in any superhero trailer ever. Bruce. Which is why I'm surprised you guys say that by far. And I know Ken has, has, has a different look. My, he has my, a different memory of what happened. But yeah, to my, me, I always thought that it was a, it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And, and, and we had knew. And I feel like with this one, like I don't think anyone would have. I would have never guessed. I like. I could have guessed that at some point we get Spider Man in the MCU just because it makes a million. It just makes all the sense of the world. I would have never guessed we were getting Tobey Maguire again. Yeah. We're getting Andrew Garfield again. I thought those guys were done. I thought they, you know, they they did their, they had their fun and then we were moving on. This is something I never thought I'd see. I can say that for certain. So I, I'm very impressed. I'm very. I, I, that's gonna. That's that's still gonna shock me even when I see. That's. I hear y'all. I hear y'all. I just feel like, to me, I don't know. I think it's close. To me, like like I said, I, I feel like it's the most important moment in any superhero movie trailer. Just the symbol of just like Spider Man holding that Captain America shield and what that meant for the future of the Spider Man character involved with this mega studio of Marvel Studios. I to me it's just an iconic shot. I can never, I'll never forget it. And like, man, if they if they top that, it's something crazy. Like, I, I be, I'm curious to see what the fan reaction will be. And, and if it's bigger, y'all are right. I'm not. I'm gonna give it to. Them. I say y'all are 100 right. I I can't say that for sure. I don't know because I know. That that was the last break the internet trailer I've ever se- I seen in, in any movie. To me, like when that trailer came out, that was all anybody was talking about for yeah. days. So, and I think that will be the case for Tobey Maguire, you know, Garfield thing too. But um, I, I I don't know. I just it's a I think that's a very interesting perspective. I was surprised to hear you guys think that it was going to be so um, so dominant in that regard. Uh, let's move on though. Talk about two trailers we got this week. So, uh, Loki, the, the Disney Plus series, we, we got a trailer for that uh, Disney Plus show. Basically, we understand the show will center around Loki after you know getting away with the Tesseract. Now he's dealing with um, the re- repercussions of, of his his uh, men. You know, uh, kind of like messing with the timeline and and and. and we kind of see some of the adventures he'll be going through in that series. We also got a Black Widow trailer, which also kind of expanded a little bit on some of the things that we had not seen. A little bit more on uh, Taskmaster. A little bit more um, in regards to kind of like, you know, the relationship of, uh, of, of you know, Yelena and, and, uh, and Natasha. I don't know. I feel like with both of these trailers... I feel like the Black Widow trailer is, is is so tough because they're just in a weird spot. Like to me, the trailer was fine; it was good, 
But, I mean, they can only show but so much before you give away the whole movie. And this is a movie that's based on espionage and spying and things like that. So they showed us a great deal that we had not seen yet, but it wasn't enough to really still, uh, I don't think to me, really create any new intrigue into this movie, which is, I think, what Marvel desperately needs. The Loki trailer was, I think, kind of what we expected given the little bit of the first small footage and photos that we had seen. But, uh, uh, Kendall, what did you make of uh, these two trailers? Yeah, um, it's an, it was... So, the, the, the real quick on the Black Widow, I thought the, that Black Widow was... It was fine. It was definitely obviously shorter. Didn't want to show too. Didn't want to show you too much. They showed you a little bit more uh, than we had seen. Because if you're going to debut a new trailer, you got to show new footage, or else it's just going to you're going to generate no buzz. Um, and this one didn't generate a ton of buzz either. Uh, <laughs> didn't notice that the font seemed very similar to the to the Raimi Spider-Man movies. Uh, <laughs> the font that was used in the trailer, um, but it was to me. I, I look. I, I have concerns about. How much are they going to show me in this movie? Because we had already, we've already seen a lot. Um, you know, how much more is there to this movie? I mean, I'm sure there is because Marvel and it's Black Widow, like you mentioned. So it's going to be twists and turns. But uh, whenever I start seeing stuff that I hadn't seen in the in the original, um, you know, the original rollout for a movie that should have been out well over a year ago, <laughs> um, or about a year ago, you know, it's it's a uh, I don't know. I have concerns about that. But regardless, uh, decent trailer. Um, for Loki, uh, I, I enjoyed it. The The Loki one is definitely, definitely gives you more about what the, more plot. You know, you have a better idea about what the show is about. Um, we knew already, but a lot of it was just through, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, plot details and breakdowns rather than what they had shown us. Um, so to get that, so to get that in this trailer was cool. Um, you know, I, and to me, this one is still kind of up in the air in terms of, uh, like not necessarily what it's about, but you know, how it's gonna, how it's gonna, how it's gonna play out because we always say, uh, and I especially like to say every single one of these Marvel properties is done for a specific reason. They don't just do things just, you know, just to do them properties that don't typically make sense and loki is a unique one you know why would you do a loki show i think that there will be some level of a connection to the larger mcu um what that is hasn't been determined yet uh, is it king the conqueror given the the time jumping and bending that's going to be in this show we don't know but that's something i'm going to be paying attention to as well yeah what about, what about you, uh, what'd you make of these two trailers uh i like the black widow trailer um, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a decent trailer. You know, they mixed in the Avengers theme in there. They had some Avengers callbacks in there, which I thought was very cool because it's important to think of Black Widow as an Avenger, right? Because that's that's you know we see her as someone that works for Nick Fury um, in Shield, but but she is an Avenger, so it's important to see her as such. And um, and uh, you know you see a little bit some more action shots, some more Taskmaster shots, some more Elena shots. Uh, some flashbacks there as a kid. I, I'm digging it, so I'm I can't wait to see it. I'm glad we're gonna get it on Disney Plus. Um, I don't need to see anything else. I hope they don't release any more clips or trailers or anything like that. I just just want to see the movie. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, I thought that was pretty good. The Loki trailer was good too. It seems like gonna be very fun. Uh, we have um, uh, what's it, Owen Owen Wilson. We yes. have uh, we have Owen yeah. Wilson, Owen Wilson's character, um, and uh, and we're we're getting the uh, are they the Time Masters? Is that what they're called? The Time is it the the, the Time Variance Authority or something like that? Time Variance the Time Variance Authority. So we're getting um, uh, so yeah, we're getting some some interesting. Uh, I'm sure that's pretty interesting lore. Is I'm sure there would be plenty of Easter eggs and, and breakdowns and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Time Variance Authority is from, is from the comic books. So. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm certain. So so we're gonna get a lot of interesting stuff with that. Um, uh, this I feel like this trailer pretty much debunked all the other stuff we were hearing about. You know, young Loki or kid Loki and all this other stuff yeah. and how. Um. <laughs> you know, which that was pretty concerning. Well, it, the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's it not. Gets, it's definitely not the central. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to be like yeah. <laughs> this idea. Remember, we were hearing that it was a oh Loki's going to be narrating yeah, uh, sto- tales of when he was a kid. Right. You know, that's definitely not happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's, no. that's not what the show you is. Know, which is good. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is better. I think this is going to be more appealing to you know mainstream. Do you, don't you get Legion vibes? One hundred percent. Yeah, like, it's, the, the, way, the way it was shot. Yeah, the the dialogue. Yeah, the presentation, everything about it, yes, reminded me of Legion. Uh, maybe not yet, because Legion, you know, he's like not even he. Like where he is, where he is, where he is, where he is, is so crazy. He's like not even in reality. He's in some other like plane of existence. Whereas Legion was, we knew he was physically on Earth, but his brain was just so right, right. Like, you know, and there were crazy stuff, obviously, in season two and three. There were, yeah, there yeah. were all this crazy, crazy stuff going on. But, like, especially season one, like, we knew where he was. Right. But mm-hmm. we just didn't know what was going on. And I feel like with Loki, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just in captivity. And he's kind of stuck, trapped between time. And he's going to be going out, going around doing all this crazy stuff, going on missions and stuff. Right, right. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm not as excited for... Uh, Loki as I am or as I was for say WandaVision or definitely not Falcon and Winter Soldier um, but I'm curious right I'm curious to see um, how this is I like Tom Hiddleston as Loki um, I have to see how he does in his own show so uh, see that yeah I mean I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Loki I thought that it was um, a good trailer I think that there will be, you know, I think a pretty nice character examination of who Loki is. You know, we see a lot of Owen Wilson's character kind of going through just the kind of, like, you know, terrible person he's been. And, and you know, this kind of expectation that they expect him to try to turn on them, but that they, they kind of have the dime. They, they kind of have the dime on him, and that's the whole, it seems to be the whole point of the show, which I think is, is going to be good. And that should be that should be the purpose of these Disney Plus, you know, shows is, these side characters that we really haven't gotten to examine on a deeper level. Though I would argue Loki, we maybe have examined better than any of the other characters that are getting Disney Plus series. Um, you know, we know Loki pretty well, but I think this would be probably even better examination of that that character. So I, I, I was digging the trailer. There's that one. There's that one shot of that. You know, in that like purple world that people keep looking to see if that's Scarlett and Jojo Hansen's. Uh, Black Widow character. I I didn't think it was, but her retract on Vormir. Yeah, yeah. That, like somehow was the, was that going to be a communication with her? It seems like um, based on set photos, it looks like that's Lady Loki. 
uh, who we've seen in the in some of the set photos, who also has a similar. Uh, she's blonde, but you can't really tell the hair color because it's so dark. But uh, you know, in the set photos, she has a similar haircut. So, I mean, I mean, it could be. I mean, you got, it haven't been ruled out that it's Black Widow and Warrior, but that would be kind of random. Like what? That would be very random. Why is Loki interacting with her? Um, I just can't imagine they put that in the trailer to me. That was the thing too. No, to me, I also couldn't imagine they'd put that in a trailer. Yeah, right. Um, and like Shamari said, like you know, Black Widow hasn't even come out. We're already getting right. Comes out Black Widow and Warmier in uh, July. Which I was going to ask you guys that, just to go back to Black Widow real quick. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about Marvel's marketing in terms of making this clear that this is a prequel, or do people? Is it going to be obvious only because she's dead in movies? Like. How many people are? Like, do you think that they? Do I think that they made it clear that this is a prequel? Yeah, like how many people are you gonna go into the movie and be like, Wait, what's going on? Like, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I don't think anybody will know. I, I, I don't think, think a lot of people are. I think yeah. they're gonna have to. I think they're gonna make it clear. They're gonna have to in, make it clear. Yeah, they're gonna make it clear like early in the movie. Yeah, and like the movie you, will have to make it clear, but the promotion has one hundred percent not made it clear. It's yeah. so weird, and maybe I, 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 that's a hard job. Like, how do you? I mean. I mean, I don't know if it's impossible. You could easily say, like, you know, you could easily put, like, a timeline in the trailer. Say, like, oh, you know, two years ago. Before the events of right. Avengers. And- yeah, yeah, exactly. Just have a narrator say that. <laughs> you know, or write that in the in the text. I don't know. I mean, um, maybe I'm giving them too much of a benefit of a doubt, but, like, I, like because this movie is just, the movie is just weird. Everything about it is weird. So, right. I give them, I'm so, like, for that reason, I'm kind of just being, like, everything they're doing, I'm assuming is for a reason. I'm kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. Are we 100? But, but it is, it is, it is. I don't know why they haven't made that more pertinent. Are we 100 percent certain that that there won't be any time jump, or that there will be a time jump at some point in the movie? Yeah, we Presently. we got. Yeah, I think we. I feel like there yeah. has to be at the very least a post credit scene, but it may be I or even earlier. Yeah, it could it could be a, it could be in a post it could be in a mid or post credit scene, but um. There will be some kind of time jump because otherwise, what is the point of this? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I was saying, you know, I was... like it's a it's a fine project, it's a cool Captain thing. Mar- yeah, like, okay, cool adventure, but like just if it's not going to move the Marvel story forward in any way, then yeah. what was and the reason? Just to quote like, Cardi B. <laughs> and, and like what, this what is was the reason? and this is a and this is a character that we know we all know is already dead. So yeah. there's even more like why even do this? Right. So yeah, Captain they, they Captain Marvel, they made very obvious like Fury. When Fury, Nick Samuel Jackson got hair and no eye patch. Like you know, right. this is this is this isn't right. present day. Captain America. Yeah, you see, a, you see a blockbuster in the background. Yeah, exactly. Right. You see a blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. That's that's honestly the biggest day. <laughs> <the video. laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, they haven't done that any of that, and it, it's not that far of a jump. But um, I almost wonder if they're doing that intentionally. Like, not for any story purposes, but just to trick people. Like, not trick people, but just, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you start saying that it's a prequel, well, more people that are casual fans be like, ah, I ain't going to see this. It's not even, it's not even Maybe. present day. I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's, I don't I, think I it's, mean, I, I don't, yeah. Does a star person at Marvel or Disney say, no, take that out. And I don't you even don't necessarily think that would be a bad decision. Right, it might not, it's not nefarious. Right. Like, it might be the thing that you have yeah. to do, but to sell the movie. And maybe maybe there's an important point to that. Maybe if maybe if you don't see it, if you are that person that says I have prequel, I don't then maybe they'll miss something important. Right. Right. So, you know, they don't want to they don't want to make the movie feel unimportant when it actually is important. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> so it could be 
So yeah, I, I think that's a reasonable. I just want. I just people are gonna be confused. I'm gonna be confused. I know it's. I know it's a prequel. I'm yeah, gonna every, be like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, even even I'm gonna even, though, even though I know every now and then I'm like, wait, so this is before. <laughs> wait, Infinity, is this? this is before Infinity War. <laughs> before, yeah. So this is what after Civil <laughs> War. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, so it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a little. Uh, it's gonna be something, but but I, I'm either way. I'm I'm excited. I can't. Yeah, wait. Marvel has made it to a point where no matter how big a fan you are. No one can have. No one can feel great about knowing what the hell is going on. <laughs> like no. it's it's yeah. kind of crazy. I, I don't like you know like I don't care. You could know every read every single comic book. You could be following the MCU back, leftwards and forwards. There's no way to know what why any of this is happening the way it is with Black Widow. All that other stuff we could speculate. We could make rumors. We could uh, we could make predictions. Um, we could surmise why things are being done. There's really nothing to surmise or, or, or understand about why anything with the Black Widow is happening as it is. I do, I, but I do agree with Shannon's point that I think that, or Kendall's point that it, it may, like, it may make sense for them not to put in a trailer if this is a prequel, just to right. get more people to watch it. That's annoying and confusing, <laughs> right? But, but as Kendall pointed out, like, I, I, I can't say that it's not bad business. Or it is bad business, rather. <laughs> you know, There's already least... you know, a stigma or a group of people that are like, ah, Black Widow. That's yeah. the, the least powerful Avenger. <laughs> I don't got to see this. The girl I mean, with the guns. Right. And then you throw in that, you, then you made you made those people that were like, ah, I don't know if I got to see it. Or gonna be it. Now I got to pay $30 on Disney Plus? Like, ah, I don't know. Like, And then you say it's a prequel. <laughs> you may see, you, you're going to have a lot of people reading the Wikipedia. See what happens. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, downloading files. <laughs> right, right online to see it so yeah not that we're endorsing yeah <laughs> yeah um you just let's, got uh, a disclaimer now Schwerner. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's move on now to uh to another big story this week which was the um the big expose from the highwood reporter on ray fisher and his fight with warner media stemming from the issues surrounding justice league and all that happened with uh, with that project when it was helmed by uh, Josh Whedon, who had took over for Zack Snyder. So in this article, it's kind of the first time we see kind of everything laid out as to what the deal was with Warner Brothers, where things stand now, why he's not in the Flash, or why there's an issue why he's not in the Flash. And it all makes Warner Brothers and Warner Media and the people that work there look terrible. There's no other way to put it. We have, at least I know I've been maybe the most, the loudest one who has banged the drum um, of my frustration with Ray not providing um, detailed explanations and detailed, you know, you know, uh, stories of, of exactly what he's been referring to as these issues at Warner Brothers. It's been this very, like, weird, you know, dropping TVs and breadcrumbs here and there. I felt like at times there was some performative, there was a performative aspect to some of the stuff he was putting on social media, and that stuff really turned me off. But I think that anybody who felt like I felt or felt any way about Ray I think we we gotta probably be satisfied with what we finally got from this uh from this Hollywood Reporter article, and 
a lot of the stories I feel like weren't necessarily n new per se. Um, there were some interesting details again about his future and where things had stood, and kind of how things went down once the investigation got rolling that we didn't know. But a lot of the stuff in terms of what happened at Justice League were kind of just they were flushed out a little more, but you know they were what they were. I think for me, one. We know that right now he's not in the Flash because despite positive conversations with Andy Muschietti, Warner Brothers wanted to pay Ray Fisher as if he was making a cameo in the movie rather than the two weeks of shooting it was going to take for him to complete his work on the project. That looks very suspect and shady and... Warner, especially when you consider Warner Media at the beginning tried to spin it as Ray Fisher wanted was asking for way more money than he was deserved, and therefore that's why he's not in it. So there was that aspect that was that was annoying. There was the aspect of during the investigation after uh, after you know Ray had had put out some of the stuff about Walter Hamada, and then there was a response from Warner Media that said that. Ray wasn't cooperating with their investigators, which was not true. It was just flat out was not true. <laughs> he, he he had been talking to investigators even through um, apprehension on his part. He, he outlines that on every step of the way. And even when he wasn't working with them, he was talking to Warner Media to get someone new to do the investigation for various reasons. And the Warner communications person saying that their uh, their communication staff acted, quote, emotionally in putting out a statement against Ray Fisher that was not true, that he called a smear, and we now know it just was a smear, 100%. And then I think the other big takeaway was the, one, the consistent hiding behind no comments from Josh Whedon, which is expected. And then what I thought was just a flat-out pathetic showing from Jeff Johns in every aspect of this article. Who him, not necessarily hiding behind no comment, but hiding behind legalese, PR reps, a crisis management team, all making statements for various allegations. Never once hearing from the man himself. Never once hearing any accountability for anything that he did. All excuses, all I did this in the, I, I wrote a, I wrote this black character and I know this black person. I had a black wife. These were the kind of comments that we were getting from <laughs> Jeff Johns' PR team in response to these allegations from Ray Fisher. So right now, it looks all bad at Warner Media for in terms of this article and how it, it paints them. Ray, I think, kind of makes it clear by the end, you know, how he kind of views all of all this and how it played out. And that's why I thought it was interesting because I said that, you know, I kind of called him to task. I thought that I didn't like hearing that he was willing to work with Warner Media again after saying that he would never work with Walter Amato. Um, But he said uh, that I don't believe some of these people are fit for positions of leadership. I don't want them excommunicated from Hollywood, but I don't think they should be in charge of the hiring or firing of people. If I can't get accountability, at least, at least I can make people aware of who they are dealing with. And I really that 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 statement took me really, that wrong home with me because I think when it comes to racism, when it comes to abuse, 
when it comes to insensitivity, I think with a lot of things, one, we always talk about, you know, this stupid word, cancel culture, which I can't stand. Um, but I think when we come to this, at the end of the day, it is all about uh, if, if we're not going to be, people aren't going to be at least held accountable, we're at least going to raise awareness. And Ray couching this whole thing that he's been going on that tip, I think is pretty powerful because he did put his neck on the line. Here, at least admittedly saying that he knows he accountability just might not be a thing he's going to get. So considering how hard he fought, how willing in the mud he was willing to get, knowing that he at least wanted to raise awareness to just the clownery that was happening at Warner Media, I, I, I thought that that was, that was a touching kind of statement to wrap this article. Um, I suggest everybody read it. Make your own opinions. I'm sure these guys will have their own thoughts on it. That was my opinions on the article. And for me, one of the biggest things I can say is it's going to be very difficult for me to support anything Jeff Johns is involved in after this performance. It was just pathetic. It's the only other way I, word I could use. Pathetic showing from him. He needs to stop getting outlets to do puff pieces on the next Arab superhero he's writing and he needs to find a, a telephone, call a reporter, and answer direct questions. And stop this nonsense. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, man. I mean, it is a very uh, revelatory piece um, in The Hollywood Reporter. And I echo your sentiments, EJ, of these guys. I feel, like, but I feel like we know about these guys, right? I don't think any of us at any well maybe maybe very early on even though even then I don't know we just didn't know what was going on but I don't think any of us at any point was like Warner Media is the victim <laughs> not <know>? at all <laughs> like we never you know we always were like yeah I'm sure I'm sure at least a good percentage yeah, of what you yeah, think yeah about. I think none of our none of our criticism or has ever been none of this is about the false well yeah yeah or that some of this is false or that some of this yeah, is somehow untrue. Yeah, it's always been it's always been just about his approach. Yeah. So so I mean we so we know about them, right? I mean we know about them. Um we know about the BS in Hollywood. Um Joss Whedon, you know, he, he, I feel like we had heard about Joss for a while, but now especially it's like this guy clearly not an easy guy to work with, clearly just you know, kind of just an a-hole, honestly. You know, excuse my French, even though I didn't use French, but, you know, kind of an a-hole. So it's just like, I mean, it's just it's just unfortunate. I'm glad Ray Fisher's, Ray Fisher's speaking his mind. He found the right the right way, I, I guess you can say, of going about explaining his situation by kind of just laying it all out there. It took a while for him to get there, but he got there, you know, and... I think this is this is a good way to kind of wrap a kind of wrap a bow, neat bow on the situation. I mean, Johns and, and Whedon, I mean, they got a lot of issues with, with, with particularly with regards to true treating actors with respect and dignity and being trying, making an effort, a real effort to be conscious of racial issues. And especially particularly with Johns with regards to making excuses uh, for some of the racially insensitive and just and just yeah blatantly just racially insensitive um things that he's asked <laughs> of his minority <laughs> cast working under him 
I'm hopeful that some other people working under him uh, will will not put up with his BS right now. People in Doom Patrol, people in Stargirl. I asked you today, Shore. I want to know Jovian Wadefield. Yeah, I know you asked me that. Cyborg. There's also um, uh, what's your name, Doctor Midnight, um, uh, as well. Stargirl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very she's very vocal on social media. I follow her on social media. She's and very a vocal. And a job. In, in Titans. In Titans. A lot of people want her to play Storm, by the way. Be an interesting cast. Which, yeah, that's a whole other discussion. That's, <laughs> that's a discussion for another time. But, I mean, you know, I'd be curious to hear what they have to say. I'm not going to say they have to. You know, I'm not going to be that person. You know, it's like, look, they, they have their careers. They have to, you know, their experiences are their experiences. But I would, I would it would be nice to hear them, to, to hear what they have to say about it. You know, like about what this guy, what it's been like to work with this guy, you know. How do they feel about this? So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's a crazy situation, but I'm glad Fisher is speaking his mind. You know, he he got his his, you know, he he um, he uh, is living his truth, so to speak, I guess you can say. Uh, and, you know, hopefully this night could help him. I wish nothing for the best for his, for his uh, career. One of the things, Kendall, that I thought was the most disturbing from this was. When, when it was it when when kind of pressed on this whole thing that was being done uh, regarding Ray Fisher bringing up these allegations, the the, the big part of this article that I think brought a lot of attention to just how nasty things are at Warner right now is this part of the article when it says by late June 2020 Fisher went public with his dissatisfaction at what he viewed as Warner's inaction regarding the uh, allegations. For their part, Warner sources contend that Fisher was being manipulated by Zack Snyder, who hoped to reclaim control of the DC film universe. I mean, I'm just just nasty stuff. Because of course, Ray Fisher is not not you know not able to come up with this this uh, on uh, by by himself, right? It's got to be some sort of puppet master who's doing this stuff for him. You know, what I mean? nasty, <laughs> no way. Bright nasty, to, to, to nasty stuff together. happening. Nasty, Kendall. Yeah, yeah, it's all it, it all reeks. It all reeks of the same system that we've seen for a long time. It is what it is. But um, yeah, I mean the the story, not definitely not good for Jeff Johns, not good for John Berg, um, not good for Joss Whedon. Um, which I mean, none of these stories have been. You know, um, one of the things that we've been asking for for a lot of times for for this for a lot of uh these different ray fisher stories that we've done um it's funny i feel like we should uh i feel like we, we should tell we should talk about creating another podcast on the show called new generation ray fisher uh, every week we, we're carving out a we, need, we need a ray fisher ray fisher podcast a spider-man 3 podcast yeah right uh what else do we need that uh, revolving topic that seem to never end yeah <laughs> but um but yeah, every every time we've discussed this, you know, we've always wanted, you know, more examples of, of you know, well, all right, Ray Fisher, I believe that some stuff happened, but what? Um, and now he, he gave very detailed uh, accounts of what some of the stuff that he experienced. And I'll give Ray Fisher a lot of credit because you can say what you want about his approach this, this entire time. But I think we've seen in the last couple of months because of the Snyder Cut, he's he, he he took the focus off of himself. 
put it on the movie and put it on the project. He wanted the project to succeed. And so that shows me somebody that's not selfish. That's not, you know, this me first person that, you know, he's been made out to be, um, you know, that Warner Brothers is trying to paint him, you know, into that corner. Like he's just doing this for attention or whatever. Um, I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what this is about. I think that um, obviously he went through some serious stuff that we, that, you know, it's, it's all in the article. Um, I think the, 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 the Booyah thing, you know, with John Berg, I mean, that was a, that was a very weird and unfortunate kind of way of going about it. I remember we watched that in the theater. We were just like, that was the most forced. Yeah, it was, it was awkward. Yeah. It was just very awkward, awkward. uncomfortable. And then you see why. Because Ray Fisher didn't want to hit. And he was adamant. And we all knew that's what happened. And I was sitting in that theater. Man, I'm like, Blake forced him to say that, didn't they? And, 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 and for those who didn't read the article, Berg said, according to Fisher, that, well, if the CEO of AT&T, who had just recently bought Warner Media, has a son or daughter, and that son or daughter wants Cyborg to say booyah in the movie, and we don't have a take of that, I could lose my job. <laughs> no, you won't. Like it's just let, the let me let me let me answer that <laughs> answer that hypothetical for you, John Berg. No, you won't. But that's the kind. Unfortunately, for black folks and for all marginalized folks, that's the kind of gaslighting that we get. Exactly. Yeah. When things don't make sense, so let's make up some crazy hypothetical that some six-year-old son of a CEO didn't hear Cyborg say "booyah," and the AT&T CEO can get mad and fire John Berg. <laughs> Like, like, come on. Like, some of this stuff, like, it when you say it out loud, all, I could all I could do is laugh. Because I'm like, that's a preposterous thing. A preposterous proposition to make that this is somehow possible. But, again, that's the kind of gaslighting we get. We get when people, when, you know, when with Johns, it went even beyond just the stuff with Justice League. Which, to me, the way I saw this with Johns, Kendall, and Sham is... It seemed like, in many ways, Johns was kind of like just like this, like mediator to Whedon, and it was just like Johns was just—he looks to me like a guy who was just trying to say and do whatever it took to let Josh Whedon do whatever the hell he wanted, which was obviously abuse the staff and um, abuse his power, and and it seems like every step of the way, like Johns, in some ways, he like and unfortunately. Again, for black folks, we we're accustomed to this figure, this figure who has the power to make real change and fix things. And in some ways, even presents yourselves, presents themselves as an ally to you. In fact, in this article, Ray Fisher points out that John's after he was complaining about some of the issues with John's, you know, he said, hey, I thought we were friends like they, they present themselves as such. But then they do, do they do nothing to actually protect you. And that's to me how John's looks in this entire thing. But when it came to even beyond his work with this, we learned about the stuff with Krypton, which is a show that we've covered on this show a, a bunch, and we, we all really enjoyed Krypton. Um, well, again, this makes all of this very sad, because as I tweeted, Jeff Johns is a talent. Let's not get it twisted. We all know what he can do on television. We all know what he can do with comic books. But there's, he's a deeply flawed human by all the accounts of what we're hearing here. And when it came to, uh, to, uh, to, to Krypton, there was conversations about Okay, maybe we should make Adam Strange uh, an LGBTQ character. And for whatever reason, John didn't want to do that. Okay, whatever. He didn't want to do that. But then what we got 
was all this, hey, Jeff Johns wrote Black Batwoman in 2006. How dare you question his, his, you know, his thought process behind, you know, not wanting to make Adam Strange an a, a gay or a bisexual character. And then the even more egregious example was, at all, and the other one was, you know, Rigi John Page, forgive me uh, for not getting his first name right, and my girlfriend will kill me because he's a star on Bridgerton, one of her favorite shows, um, uh, of making Superman's grandfather black. And the excuse was, oh, well, they expected uh, Superman's grandfather, Seg, in the, in the show to look like a young Henry Cavill. Even though this movie, this show you established after... Much deliberation in the show did not connect to the Snyderverse DCEU Man of Steel. And as Kendall pointed out in our text exchange, you made, uh, or in our conversation we had uh, the other night, you then made Zod black. Even though he looks nothing. Yeah, he looks nothing like. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) like Michael Shannon from Man of Steel. And then there's all this stuff in this article about him saying, oh, I've written all these black characters, X, Y, and Z. And then the most egregious example came apparently during a conversation with a writer on Krypton who there was a discussion about one of the black women in the show having a hair change in a different scene. And the black woman who was writing for the show said, you know, it's just not that big a deal for her hair to change in a different scene because black women do different things with their hair. It's just not, it's, 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 it's a frequent thing. And she said it's a black thing. Jeff Johns, a, as he wants to say, because he made sure that his representatives told them yeah. to represent him like this, a Lebanese-American, we don't want to say a white man, a Lebanese-American said, no, it's not a black thing. His response to that thing was, quote, what were standard continuity notes for a scene are being spun in a way that are not only personally offensive to John, Jeff, but to the people that know who he is, to know the work he's done, and know the life he lives. As Jeff has personally seen firsthand the painful effects of racial stereotypes concerning hair and other cultural stereotypes, having been married to a black woman who he was with for a decade and with his second wife who is Asian-American, as well as a son who is mixed race. So there, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, again, you, I read this stuff out loud, and all I can do is laugh because it's 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 so pathetic and egregious. This man is well, again, well, first of all, still not speaking for himself, still speaking through representatives and spokespeople, but st- it's, it's suggesting that because he had, I, I use the word had, not even that he has. This is a new one. I've never heard this before because he had a black wife. And because he has an Asian wife and a mixed race son, he there's no way he could have been personally offensive. And in fact, he's the one being offended. We're the ones that are that are that are that are somehow in the wrong and that are the racist and that are the problem. Again, this gaslighting is is pathetic. Again, I, 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 there's one word. What's the word of the day? This is Sesame Street. The word of the day is pathetic because that's what Jeff Johns was. In every part of this article. Just pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, man. Amen. I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, it really is ridiculous. Um, 
And I mean, we hear this stuff all the time. These people, uh, you know, I mean, these white people make excuses about, oh, my black friend, my black this, my black that. Therefore, listen to what I'm saying. You know, I know more than you or I can make this argument about you and your culture because I've had this whatever relationship with this black or mixed or whatever person in my life, even though I haven't lived that. I haven't lived that and I can't, I have no, there's no way that I can say that I have, but because I know this black person in this way, or I have this relationship with this black person in this way, you need to listen to what I'm saying. So, you know, it's always very arrogant. You know, it's very arrogant, very kind of un, um, you know, uh, it's, it's very closed minded. Yes. Close, very close-minded, very ignorant, very arrogant. And it's unfortunate that, you know, Johns is like that, it seems. But, you know, that's just what it seems like, you know? I mean, I don't know what to say. It'll you know, be, not, him, him having a child with a, with a, someone that's black doesn't make him, all of a sudden, make him, you know, black. <laughs> and know? it also doesn't make him impervious <laughs> to saying something that's insensitive. Look, I am a black person. I'm, I don't think that I've said the right thing about black people 100% of the time. That's yeah. impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. And I'm a black man. Like, the fact that because he, again, had a black wife. I've never heard of that before. An ex-wife, somehow, that, that doubt gets thrown. I've heard that I have a black wife. Now we have a, we, I have an ex-black wife. That's why I'm impervious to racism. So, because he, he has an ex-black wife, an ex-wife that's black, and he has a mixed-race son... That means you never like, like like there's no way what you said was offensive, in that there was no reason why this black now this black woman's existence, and this black woman's story. You're being you're you're now using that as a way to to to, to make yourself the victim, a powerful man who's running this TV show, who's making millions of dollars as a big time executive at a major studio, and you're the victim. Dog, yeah, it's, it's it's unreal. I mean, I have, I have, there's people who are very close to me, who are members of the LGBTQ uh, plus community. And I would never tell one of them from a position of power saying, oh, well, I have this person that I know that's also, you know, LGBT. And I know because of them. That's not a of, thing. Th- that, that's not a thing. What you're telling <laughs> me is a thing in your community yeah. that you've lived your whole life is not a thing. I would never say something like that. I would never, I would never even think to say something like that. So I mean, something's up with there's something up with Johns. There's something something. Yeah, up it's with very. Him. I mean, yeah, it's very it's very unfortunate. Very it's bizarre. Like, very, and like, very much like a power trip with him. When you, you know? uh, when you look about where you go forward from here, I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether or not Warner Brothers can keep him. Um, I know they tried the Ezra Miller thing, and so far, you know, it's going. We'll see. I don't know if it's going well, but it's going. <laughs> they haven't stopped. Um, yeah. This is this is different. I think this is worse. Um, you know, and this is a situation where you've got a you've got a guy that, uh, first of all, easily replaceable. You know, and I like, you know, we could argue whether or not that should that should matter in this, but for them, like Jeff Johns, if you take him out of everything, like that's not gonna. I mean, it may it may hurt the quality, but it's not like all the stuff that he's working on has been great anyway. Um, in terms of the the, the TV stuff. Um, you know, if you want to let him continue to write books, I mean, you kind of can't take him off one and keep him on the other, but 
Um, at least he's working. He's not working with other people. He's not managing other people. Um, you know, like, but if you're, if you're going to get rid of him completely, like that's to me, that's fine. You know, um, the, the one, I mean, Doom Patrol has been good. Stargirl has been good. He deserves credit for those in terms of his, 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 his record, quote unquote, but, um, everything else has been kind of shaky. So I'm not, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, I would shed a tear from a creative standpoint if just John's wasn't involved in stuff anymore. And, you know, in, in the, the times we live in now, like, you know, it's going to be hard to to sell that kind of stuff. It's going to be hard to, to go forward with it. I mean, we saw, look at look at what happened with the Washington football team. You know, Dan Snyder, the owner, for years was, I'm never doing this and that. I'm never changing the name. And in 2020, he, he's all of a sudden got an epiphany to, yeah, I got to, yeah, maybe I should change the name. A lot of people, people, the NFL is not messing around. If the NFL is not messing around with this stuff, uh, I think DC and Warner Brothers should 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 understand that you know might be best just not to not not to not to you know put all your eggs in the Jeff Johns basket at this point. You're not going to do it with Josh Whedon. I don't see why John Berg and Jeff Johns. Why are we fighting over these people? But I feel like it's because these. Th- I I mean I don't know for a fact. And you ask we if we get an interview with Ray Fisher, he may be able to you know theorize with me as well. But you know, I think Ray Fisher would tell you this stuff goes at the highest levels at Warner Brothers. Yeah, Look, Jeff I, Johns is yeah. only a piece. Yep. You know, Jeff Johns and John Berg, in part, work for Walter Amata. Walter Wait, Amata, get to that. Yeah, in part, works for Toby Emmerich. You know, like Toby Emmerich, in part, works for Ann Sarnoff. I'm not saying Ann Sarnoff isn't in all of this, but like maybe Toby Emmerich is a part of all of this. Maybe Walter Amata is a part of all of this. Maybe you know, and then that's where the the chain of command kind of goes. And if if it's the chain of command is dirty at the top, then it, it can't be dealt for at the bottom. Which is why someone like Ezra Miller, who we talked about a countless number of times, they don't they're not gonna they're not in a rush right now to get rid of him. Apparently. Exactly. So it's interesting. And then the last thing I wanted to say on this one, um, you mentioned you know uh, you know a Ray Fisher interview. Look, I, he's the only person that I've ever done this. I tweeted it out. I'm saying it on this podcast, Ray Fisher has an open invitation to come on New Generation Hero Talk to talk more about this. I'm not sure if he wants to talk more about this, to be fair, because it kind of did feel like the end of the story. But as we kind of laid out, I think there are a lot of other questions that I would have, that we all would have for him, um, that I think are very important. But the last thing I did want to mention was Hamada, because he did also um, catch some strays in this. And it kind of was my issue with him, with Ray, a couple weeks ago, when he said that he was still willing to do something with DC. First of all, that that whole thing about them not wanting to pay him the right money is very disturbing. Like we talk, but there's a long history of you know black actors not being paid their fa- just black entertainers, black creators, period, not being paid for their work. I hear you're trying to say a two week shoot is a cameo, and therefore you're trying to trying to cut his salary by exorbitant amounts. That's very suspect and. Shame on Warner Brothers. Because, again, multi-billion dollar corporation, you shouldn't be penny-pinching to pay Ray Fisher what he's worth and what he's supposed to get based on the work he's doing. But from And, and I, that's why I leap Hamada into this, because Hamada, you think, would have a lot to do with that, considering he's the head of DC Films. And look, in this article, Ray Fisher says Hamada told him that he didn't think Jeff Johns did anything wrong. And that he didn't 
care what was happening to Berg or for Joss, or Joss Whedon, but that what was happening with Jeff Johns was 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 not good for him. It was troublesome. He denies that this conversation happened. I I find that hard to believe. I'm sorry. I, I find it hard to believe. Um, you know, it's that part of it's disturbing because that's where again, as Ray Fisher said, leadership is supposed to is supposed to be strong in those situations and that's in these kind of crises. And what was happening at Warner Media during that time in July was a crisis. And to hear Amada basically saying, "Yo, a little guys I don't care about, but like chill on Jeff Johns," and not even that chill on him. But also, I don't think he did anything wrong. I'm sorry. Like, first of all, you weren't there, homie. Second of all, you you think that this is all okay? Everything that's in this article that's that's laid out here? I don't care what some bogus in, 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 you know, investigator said about racial animus. That was bogus. We all know what time that is. You? You read all of this and you're you're cool with that? I'm saying and, that that's and, that's that's and, highly disturbing to me. And very and, quickly, and I would say if anybody's going to talk to Walter Hamada about anything similar to Jeff Johns, I better get an answer about this. I don't want to. I don't want to hear anything about. Yeah. I, and like you know, Ray Fisher mentioned that it seemed like every time he said something, there was some new announcement of some new Warner Brothers media project, which Kendall kept saying every week on our podcast. Every day, well, that's oh. Ray Fisher must be coming out with something. Yeah, I'm waiting, now we for, got a new... waiting for the Justice League's three, four, and five <laughs> you know, announcements to be coming any minute. At this point, but any any outlet that is engaging in any Warner Media coverage that's not asking for a statement, complicit from from Walter Hamada on, do you think that what Jeff Johns did was appropriate? Like that nonsense hit the uh, puff piece from the from the New York Times, where yes. they, they they barely asked him about any of the refreshers. Did they ask him about any? How do you I don't. Know? I don't think they did. <laughs> All they asked was, so what do you think about the Batman? How's the Batman coming along? <laughs> if he, if you don't get an answer on the record, the New York of, Times. If wow. you don't get an answer on the record of why he thinks that Jeff Johns did was appropriate, I don't want to hear anything about anything Walter Mond has to say. Nothing, nothing, zero, nada, zilch. Not Black Adam, not Shazam, not any the Batman. Put somebody else in front of it. I'll lo- I'll listen to The Rock. I'll listen to Matt Reeves. I'll listen to Robert Pattinson. I'll talk to Zachary Z- left Zachary Levi. We don't want to hear from Walter Armada until he answers why he thinks that what Jeff Johns was doing was appropriate. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. And and look, shout out to guys like Ray Fisher, and also shout out to my boy um, John Boyega. Boyega. I mean, these are young black actors who are really using their platform to, to speak their truth. One hundred percent. And um, you know, and, and really, you know, tell people putting, putting what, stuff on the line, putting careers, putting on their the careers line. on the line. You know, really putting their careers on the line to expose this stuff. And I hope I, I, you know, you hate that it's happening, but I'm glad to see it being exposed. And I hope they continue to do that. Let's get to our episode recap of the week. We're talking about The Flash. The Flash, we've now kind of transitioned from the uh, Mirror Master kind of story angle with Eva. Mirror Mirror Mir, Mir Monarch was what they, they, they went on an official name for. Uh, okay, we'll leave that there. Um, we're now on to what I feel like now is like kind of what's supposed to be the new season. And it kind of begins with these 
basically like all powerful beings kind of showing up out of nowhere that we kind of now are starting to learn are equal to the speed force and they're you know cisco's been giving them you know funny names like fuera and psych you know you know fuera being super strong and i think that's spanish for strong uh psych being someone you know there was a nightmare episode where people were getting these like very uh you know dangerous and very real kind of like uh visions of, of terror and then um in our, our most recent episode which took us back to the 90s we got an episode uh, of someone who got uh who was a master of time who could time travel and kind of just create time on their own thing uh i don't know i feel like this i'm not i'm not, I'm not really feeling this direction right now it's i still find it very weird the speed force kind of being i know it's been a person in the past but in the past i feel like it's always been like like it's been a person but really it hasn't been no the person so we know it's being played by the woman who is the physical representation of barry's mother nora and it's kind of weird that they call her nora too but well, yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, you know, it's not. It's like, it was confusing. Yeah. I'm like, wait, haven't we? We need, didn't we establish 20 scenes ago that this is the Speed Force? It's very strange. Yeah, it's I don't know speed, why. Hey, Speed Force. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I think the reason why they're not doing that kind of is because I think they feel like it's weird to say, hey, Speed Force. So they want to call them by something. So they're going with Nora. I don't like this alternative, but I think that's why. Um, but yeah, they try, they're basically trying to establish that, you know, there are these other forces of nature for lack of a better term that are also equal to the speed force and that somehow they are out of whack and they are being embodied in on earth and are causing havoc in and around central city you know, um, you know what you gotta call ej captain planet <laughs> <laughs> all the elements there are out of captain whack planet, he's a hero shout out to captain planet man he's wind water heart go planet um <laughs> Yeah, first of all, one of the best one of the best intro songs uh, of the of the eighties and nineties ever. Oh. Easily, sure, yes, easy, one hundred percent, easy. That magic school bus, yep. facts, <laughs> definitely facts. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really feeling this right now in terms of just like the uh, the the macro story of it. I thought the nineties episode had some good moments. I really like uh, uh, that. Um, why well, I can't remember a homeboy's name with the glasses. Uh, Chester, Chester, Chester. Um, I, I really thought that <laughs> you know his, his like his 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 acting of that character is very like kind of like unorthodox, but I really liked the story that they sent him on in that episode. One hundred percent. I thought it was really emotional, really touching, and because I was ready to I was ready to hammer it because I'm like, okay, here we go, black father who who ain't who ain't nothing. That's what we doing now. Like I, I was like, come on, really? They were gonna go there. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I gave be, him. That'll be off. I gave him the benefit of that. Man, I with what we've been seeing from the Flash, I wasn't giving him that benefit. Of the doubt. <laughs> um, I, I knew he was gonna be redeemed, but I thought he was gonna be, a, you know, a nobody. And now we see he never was a nobody, which was great, and it was a great story. Um, so I, I, I really liked that episode. I really liked that Chester got that time. When I saw Barry go into that little coma thing, I was like, okay, what's going on here? You know, I don't know if maybe it's a contract thing where, uh, <laughs> you know, certain, only certain amount of episodes that, uh, that uh, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, Grant uh, can do. So, you know, they're going to put him on ice and let uh, the rest of the team kind of carry the load. But, like, I think, yeah, actually ended up being um, 
I thought a really good episode that last episode this week. But I think the the overall yeah, the overall I think direction I'm like I'm I'm really worried right now. Yeah, that last episode was the best episode they've had this season. Yeah, um, and that's that's disturbing. Oh, um, yeah, because it, 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 the Flash wasn't in it. Yeah, the Flash. Yeah, I know, right? The Flash wasn't in it, and it was the best. It was the best episode. Um, it was filler. Had nothing really to do with the. You know, it just it moved the, along the plot, I guess. But it, like I said, the Flash wasn't in it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but it was. You know, I mean, I I I'd love Chester P. Runk. And his chemistry with um, Cisco, I think they definitely have a really good chemistry. Uh, I love the 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 period kind of you know feel. This was certainly the funniest episode of the Flash we've had in a long time. Um, they, they, I, I think this entire season, you know, this new this kind of a new team with the Flash in terms of like the writers and the showrunner, new showrunner. Like I feel like they're a little heavy with the with the pop culture references. I feel like they weren't as heavy with it early on in the flash um but they they were really heavy on it i feel like in these last couple episodes but um but yeah you know there were certainly some episodes in there that were uh skippable you know the abracadabra episode um you know the to me like all the stuff from last season that they tried to carry over didn't really hit um you know the I, I mean, I thought that the Harrison Wells coming back was, I guess, interesting, but it didn't really do much for me. The Ralph Dibney thing was just awkward. Like, it was very obvious. Like, me and were talking about it. It's just very obvious that something was going on, you yeah. know, for for somebody. Like, you would have hoped that they would have made it a pretty, uh, like, a really good story reason why he's not there. Or, um, I mean, they almost, yeah, it's almost like they, they, they still don't know what they want to do. So they kind of just, like, kick the, yeah, kick, they, kick the can down right. the, yeah, they punted. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, don't show, never show his face, but he's yeah. out there. Um, so yeah, that that was that. I, I was I was disappointed in that one. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not super excited about the direction they're going right now in this season. Um, you know, I, I to me, the show is a little bit in no man's land. Um. I, again, I really like the Chester P. Runk and and Cisco storyline, but then you have the Killer Frost thing, and that was I'm still not really engaged in. Um, you know, I I don't know what to make of you know Cecile using the Cerebro joint, you know, <laughs> like the, like Devoe. I mean, that was bizarre. Um, there's you know, I'm sure there's plenty of memes online of you know Cecile, you know, using you know with Professor X. You know, and all that stuff, but to me, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a down, it's been a down season so far. The Flash, it's been up, it's been up and down, and I don't know. You just gotta, you gotta hope that whatever they have in store, um, is better. Because I mean, the the villains, I just feel like don't have teeth right now. Abracadabra had zero teeth. Um, he just talked out of it. Mirror Monarch, Mirror Master, no teeth. She was just talked out of it at the end. Could that have happened with Zoom? Could that have happened with Reverse Flash? No. No. It was a real challenge for Barry. Yeah. And this one, he was like, ah, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? And it's like, and then, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. I actually want to help people. Yeah. Like, wow. It's like, it's like, oh, man, I've been killing people. Actually, no, I don't need to kill anybody anymore. It, yeah, it's like, really? 
Yeah, and then the Irish stuff, the, some of these Irish beef storylines just aren't hitting with me. The very skippable stuff. Um, I, you know, it's like maybe it's, maybe it's cool for people that are really into like Iris West's character and you know are really engaged in her her individual storylines. But I mean, you know, it's a Flash show, so I'm I'm here for how does that tie into the Flash? And maybe it will eventually, but right now, it, I don't know. So yeah, and don't get me started on Psych. You know, some of the Psych stuff was kind of kind of corny. I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, look, I'm, I told Ken I wasn't going to go on a rant. Uh, so I'm not going to go on a rant. You guys have heard, EJ, you've heard what I had to say about The Flash before. I'm not going to say anything different now. Um, you know, uh, this has been several seasons now of mediocrity. The writers don't know what they want to do. Um, I mean, even just watching these episodes today, I was, I was very in and out, just, you know... Just like what, what, what? Like, where are we going here? What are we doing? You know, McCullough. I was, didn't care about McCullough really all that much, and then she, you know, she has all the clones going around, and they're the body snatchers now. And I'm like, why are they doing the body snatchers? And her powers are just super broken, and she gets talked out of it. And you know, I mean, this and this stuff with these these forces, like you said, I mean, the speed forces here. She's just hanging around. I'm like, why is the speed force just hanging out with Team Flash? I don't like that. I don't like that the Speed Force is just yeah. hanging out. It was, with it's Flash. so. It's, 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 it's if, if I feel like it feel like it's taking like because remember like the Speed Force's relationship with Barry is very like I don't know not great. Right. <laughs> like it, it hasn't. I mean, first of all, it ended terribly, and then okay, like you know, the Speed mm-hmm. Force re, was re you know was reestablished, but first of all, there really was never any like like uh, reckoning with what happened to the Speed Force. Yeah. yeah, which I, I I was okay with in the beginning because okay we need to get it going we we're trying to move the story along and yeah we gotta fight mirror whatever so we're <laughs> so yeah let's not maybe deal with that at the moment we'll get to that later but now that you I mean you've put the speed force front and center I, I I can't have two episodes of that and there's no reckoning of it it feels like the next episode maybe that will begin but you know the speed force has like been like a very like I don't know like it's been. Like it hasn't necessarily given Barry all the the best uh, support in the past. Oh, um, yeah. So in this some ways, all... it's been in some ways it's been an adversary to Barry. So this whole yeah. thing of oh, we just chilling, we all cool, and Barry's just like cool with it. And said it wasn't until the end of this last episode when you know Iris wants to invite the Speed Force over to, which is it's still weird to even say. It's weird, isn't that weird? The Speed That's Force so weird. is coming is... over to stay for the night. I'm like, what does that even mean? Barry's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. You know, <laughs> like, like, how weird is this? Yeah. I mean, they're treating they're treating the speed force like it's a human. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a pet. <laughs> you know, like it's just, yeah. it's it's very weird. I don't know what these writers are doing. I like really, I don't know what they're they're in a quite the slump. They've been in the slump <laughs> for for several seasons now. I like. Do you really, feel like? Do you feel like the Flash? Like, do you feel like they consult? fans no no i don't because that's why i, I agree I, like I, they, I don't i don't feel like they do not, and i don't know like i'm not like super the, the 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 flash fan base is not the same as the arrow fan base but i feel like they consult the, they probably do consult some of the fans but i think it's not the fans that maybe they should be consulted right they can they, they they consult the fans that already like what they've done 
that are like the last five, three, four seasons. Yeah, because, I mean, the Flash gets, say, gets Yeah, consistent. it's more of this and do more of that, and we want to see more Iris and Barry, and we want to see... Yeah, you know, the, Flash gets, the Flash gets consistent ratings, which is why it still remains on TV and why there was rumors this week that they want to sign Grant Gustin to an extension to go for mm-hmm. even more seasons beyond next season. So, but I would agree. I almost feel like the fandom for The Flash has now become, like, just like any other CW show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, it's... it's Like, there are just the super fans who just love the show and love the actors and love the people, so they're just going to stay with it no matter what. And then they're, like, us, who watched it from the beginning, and through our love for superheroes or our, our, our intrigue and, like, just continuing to see where the story is going to go, we keep watching but like that, like yeah. grabbing the larger audience thing is over. But because that number they have now is still fairly large, I don't, I don't think they care. Because I can't tell you, like, there's no way they consulted to me. I don't want to say real fans, but like fans who like look at the show with a critical eye and came up with the Speed Force being a person on Earth that's just chilling in Barry's crib is something that anybody wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 I mean that's nothing. And then it, the speed force is the thing that is being like hunted or something by these other forces. Like this is like Avatar or something, or like this, is, uh, <laughs> you know, like this is like this is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and, like, you know, it's like what well, here's is the thing it? though. I actually don't think they're being. I don't think she's being. I don't think I, I said I'm saying she. I'm whatever. But I don't think the speed force <laughs> is being hunted. You know, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think the speed force is being hunted because we haven't seen we haven't seen yeah. the speed force attack. It is. They just showed up, and and, yeah. and they were and they were hurt. But like we haven't seen the Speed Force attacked, and the one time we actually did like come into like contact with like, uh, with like a, you know, like when we came in contact with the guy who's the Time Master, like he didn't know anything about no Speed Force. He 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 seemed very new to the game to what he was trying to do. So yeah. like the Speed Force ain't all these people are coming after me, but then like yet yeah, nobody comes after you. Psych shows up. The word is, oh, he wants to speak for it, but we don't actually see that happen. And then the other guy shows up. He don't know nothing about He barely knows his powers. So the speed force is not being honest, which I, I, I get, which is, I think, part of the story. But it's one of the things, like, okay, but, like, do I care? Like, what, So what could possibly be happening? That's interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's hard. The whole me. thing with the 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 evil uh the evil Patrick Mahomes kid, you know that was kind of goofy. all this stuff is bad, man. I that was, was terrible. To be the next Pat Mahomes. All these all these clowns are terrible. That weird monster, the guy, yeah, the, the psychic weird, guy, yeah, uh, Street Fighter, Blanca. Yeah, that Blanca weird <laughs> screaming monster. It's supposed to be some kind of force. Like Yo, kind of who's writing Blanca. this? Like this is awful. This is like Batwoman, like. Worst of Supergirl, Red Tornado, bad. This is really bad stuff. <laughs> like I'm, like I'm just putting it all out there, man. I don't like this. Like Fuerza <laughs> in DC, like she's an actual. Wow, that's an actual character. Yeah, it's an actual character. But like, she's not like some monster. She's, a, <laughs> she's a, just a girl. She's a person. She's strong. She's like she hulk or something like that. But she's not like. I mean, this is literally like the abomination. <laughs> I didn't know it was a girl. Oh, you I, I mean, yeah, that was the, yeah, no, yeah. When they, yeah, when they said, "Oh, like her," the next episode, I was like, "Wait, man, I totally yeah, didn't know the gender of that." They give away the ponytail, but I mean, like that doesn't. Really, guys have ponytails, yeah, have right? Ponytail. Yeah, like some jacked up like yeah, soccer player, yeah. like playing soccer player. So like, Again, yeah. 
who are they consulting for this yeah, stuff? They're not if, consulting real fans. If it was They're like, not. if they would have casted like, like, you know, like a Ronda Rousey, like a female MMA fighter that was just like beating the heck out of Barry, I'd have yeah. been like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting. But like, like you know, you know who would have been good in that kind of role? Um, someone like Sonya Deville, who I know wants to get into acting. Right. Like yeah, the exactly. WWE star. Like if you yeah. put her in that kind of role and she was playing the actual Fuerta character that's in the comics, oh, that would have been killer. I would have been really excited about that. Yeah. Instead, we got the CGI monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was just so, invincible. Yeah. But we don't know why. The Flash used to be one of the best shows on television. It was appointment. Not, it was appointment TV. It was appointment every TV week. had to watch the Flash. Now, now the best YouTubers that used to review the Flash, um, they don't they don't even review it anymore. There are plenty of YouTubers that that have hundreds of thousands, millions of subscribers that used to review the Flash every week because it was appointment TV, and they don't. We used to review it every single week or every other week, and now it's it's even off and on for us. It's a slog. You just gave you reviewing <laughs> this week was a slog. It's like ah, uh, but it, it becomes it, there. There comes a time where you have to earn. You have, you have to earn the attention. Yeah, you do. You do. So I don't yeah. know. We'll We've, been We've been harsh. We've been harsh. What I will say is, I mean, you know, they well, are that yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, it's yeah, and look, I mean, they are, you know, they're establishing these these different forces: the strength force, the still force, sage force. Um, these are all concepts that had been, you know, introduced recently in, in Flash comics. Is recent, uh, you know, 20, 2018. Uh, I believe like someone like Gorilla Grodd is like someone who would like he could like garnered the uh or he has garnered the still force um so you know it's and in fuerta in the comics like she 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 kind she's a conduit for the strength force but it's just not anything like how we saw that and again they're making it seem as if like fuerta is is the strength force which isn't the case i don't know it is it's it's a it's a it's not that great. It's not that great. Um, the show, really, to me, it only kind of, it only kind of survives on like the character chemistry, the, the cast chemistry, and just the individual kind of like character performance. Like you know, Grant's always good as the Flash. Yeah. I mean, the um, acting performances are good. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cisco was I thought was great in both of these episodes. I actually don't mind the Caitlyn stuff in terms of her being split. With uh, that was like to me the logical next step for that character, mm-hmm. and I think, and I do think that the logical next step that you know Killer Frost being someone that's wanted, and it like the reason why it was hard to nail down someone like Killer Frost is because she was Caitlyn half the time. So like, how can you nab somebody down who's not even themselves most of the time? So like, it is like a reasonable thing that if she became a different person and then they became, uh, you know, they could do whatever they want, they had free time like that. Yeah, like that would make her maybe more out in the open, and then people who have wanted to try her for her crimes can now do that. So I, I, I actually, I like that angle. I like where they're going with that. Um, but you know, the story centers around the main plot of the show, and I just thought it was a weak beginning to this. I was not feeling at all what we were doing with the forces. Um, but hopefully, it gets better. That's all I can really say at this point in time. 
But I think that will do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talks. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know we had a fun time chatting with you guys. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. We're recording this podcast on Thursday. On Friday, we'll be recording our uh, fourth edition of our Falcon and Winter Soldier episode recaps and reviews. So, you know, when we do our episode recaps on this podcast, we don't do the Disney Plus shows. We've been doing that on YouTube. So make sure you check that out on our YouTube channel. Once again, New Generation Media is where you'll find that. Find us all on social media. The the Twitter account is uh, New Generation Pod. The Instagram is New Generation Podcast. And the Facebook, you can find us as well, New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media. Uh, I'm on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Instagram, Action EJ. Shamari can be found on Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. And Kendall can be found on Twitter, at NewGenKen. Thank you guys so much again for checking this out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys.